Welcome to the Only Dream Big podcast, starring your host, Donnie Bedney. Only Dream Big is a podcast where Donnie will share tips and experiences on different topics, such as acquisition entrepreneurship, human capital, and the future of the workforce. He is the president of PSP Metrics and has been in the assessment and human capital management industry for more than 15 years, with the goal of driving change through people. As your guide on dreaming big, let's hear from the man himself. So welcome back, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So excited uh, to really kick off another episode of the Only Dream Big podcast. I am your host, Donnie Bedney, uh, and so excited today to spend a little bit of time with uh, a gentleman who I've been building a relationship with, and I just believe he's you know, one of the uh, spectacular human beings, uh, if you will, um, you know, on this earth, Eric Langsher. Um, it has many, many responsibilities and titles, but I will let him kind of introduce himself in, in whatever way he feels most comfortable, but I believe that he's doing some amazing things in the world. Eric, thank you so much for uh, being a guest on the pod. Well, thank you, Donnie. It's great to be with you. I I don't know that I want to go anywhere beyond spectacular. Who you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to invite my wife and kids in to listen to this. It'll be great, man. We'll we'll uh, you know we'll we'll make sure that we tag them. Uh, you know, when we post the episode and stuff a little bit later. Um, you know, so Eric, it, you know, obviously on the Only Dream Big podcast, it, uh, part of the you know platform was just to really for me to serve uh, as a conduit, hopefully to continue to inspire people, um, you know, and, and anyone who hears this to not only dream big, but, you know, execute, you know, understand how important people, you know, really are uh, to the achievement of dreams uh, Etc. And you know, I, there's there's a number of aspects about your story um, that are very very intriguing, which I believe you know really will serve as inspiration for our listeners. Um, but can you do us a favor and kind of you know take us back, you know, arguably as as far as you want to, um, you know, in your journey uh, as an entrepreneur, um, you know, as I recall, you know, it, it, it's almost like entrepreneurship. You know, wasn't necessarily something that you, you know, were jumping out at, uh, but there were some different things occurring that kind of caused you to create something that you needed uh, or your family needed uh, at that point. Um, and so maybe that's a maybe that's a, a good place to start. But, you know, it, did, did you before that kind of, you know, have a desire to be an entrepreneur? Was that, you know, anything that you were kind of planning early on in life? no. You know, Donnie, I've often joked to myself that my my career has been a complete accident. And it dates back to graduating from college and my first job. I got a job with an aerospace company, Pratt & Whitney, not because I was seeking a career in aerospace, but because they were hiring. And <laughs> this was a lot of years ago. And I joined them and had just the absolute great good fortune of having a fantastic first boss mm. who gave me a lot of latitude and the advice to work hard and mm -hmm. show initiative and mm. and really just encouraged me to do both those things and and explained that there was nothing that I could do that would break the company and just to you know to really um, 
really bring, you know, my my enthusiasm to the workplace, okay. which was a an amazing experience as a first as a first job to sure. to work with with you know smart people, but to be mentored in a way that really encouraged, you know, encouraged me to bring out the best, you know, breast in, in me. And so I ended up spending 13 years with Pratt and Whitney and their parent company, United Technologies, and mm-hmm. had about 10 jobs in those 13 wow. years. And um, then um, left to, to join another uh, big aerospace company. Okay. And uh, it was about 2000 that I got the inkling to start my, my first business and not in wow. aerospace, but in healthcare, in healthcare technology. Wow. And that, you know, that was, um, you know, that transition was really linked to a personal experience, uh, linked to the, the birth of my first son, mm-hmm. Matthew, who's now 23, but Matthew was born with a congenital heart defect and had oh, to wow. have a series of open heart surgeries in the first few years of his life. Mm-hmm. And this is, it's hard to remember back to 1998 with the internet, which was really in its infancy, but at the time, our family created a website that we used to keep family and friends informed of, of uh, how Matthew was doing and how we were doing. In fact, it was our, um, our brother-in-law hmm. was out in Silicon Valley at the time said, I want to do something to help you guys. I don't know what to do. So he essentially created a social network huh. and before we had ever heard the term social networking. And, and for Sharon, who's a pediatrician, and, and for me, I was running the, um, um, the aerospace company. Yeah. We um, we said, hey, this is this is powerful stuff. Mm. Let's dedicate our life energies to making this service available to patients and families everywhere. And that's exactly what we did. And we quit our jobs in January of 2000, and we started our first company, Care Pages. And um, little did we know that running a small business was, you know, almost harder than running a big business uh, little did we know <laughs> that a few months later you know the, the tech boom would go kaboom yeah and um little did we know that you know once rolodex in an industry really does matter and mm-hmm. not knowing anyone or not knowing any of the ground rules of healthcare uh would sure. make it uh, make it more difficult but we learned a few things along the way and we fell in love with with healthcare we fell in love with this idea that you can do good and do well we helped a lot of people in the process and um, became passionate entrepreneurs and since then have gone on to um, build about 13 companies. Wow. 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 And, and I mean, there's so many ways, Eric, to, you know, to, to go in that way. And, and uh, you know, you, you and your wife, Sharon, are, are absolutely amazing. It enjoyed grabbing dinner. Um, you know, with you all a few months back and uh, and all that. So definitely shout out to her. Um, we may have to bring her on for, you know, her side of the story, frankly, um, you know, a little bit later. She's but, you know, <laughs> one of the um, one of the questions, I guess, that I have is, you know, it, you spoke a little bit about uh, the early encouragement to, you know, kind of bring your yourself and your passion uh, and that's the person I know you to be, right? Just, just very passionate, authentic. Um, you know, when you talk about, you know, kind of values and, you know, those kind of principles, uh, I know that you've brought that uh, to Abundant. Um, you know, and and I imagine all 13 companies, um, you know, that you've started. Um, 
you know, is that something that, um, you know, are, are there any kind of uh, aspects of that that you think, you know, people can kind of take from your journey and maybe even apply, right? Because it, it just seems like a life lesson, you know, immediately, right? If you if you are, you know, with an organization or in a role that you need to bring your authentic self, you know, to that every day. Uh, and there was a line that you said, which 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 I'd love for, you know, we'll, we'll have to figure out a way to repeat it or create a reel around it, you know, but in bringing yourself to the company that like, you will not break the company. Right? And I think that there's so many people potentially operating, you know, like in fear or with some sort of hesitation. And maybe part of that is because they're not bringing their authentic self. Um, but can you can you like unpack that a little bit for for folks? Oh, Donnie, that's such a great, <laughs> great thread to pull on here. And there's so many different places we could go with it. You know, I like to think that everyone, and I mean everyone, wakes up every day and aspires to live a good life and to do their best. Sure. And we, you know, we're all, we're all in our own way doing our best. Mm -hmm. And I've had the, you know, the great fortune of having mentors and people along the way who have supported me in that and i think about giving back and how i can help support others mm. in, in doing that and i i remember the lesson that i learned with my with with care pages which was our first company where i used to talk to our people as we grew and we we grew we 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 kind of bumped along for for a few years and then we figured some stuff out and we we started uh, growing very quickly. And as a team would grow, I would I would talk about creating an environment that was a great place to work. Mm. And I learned that for different people, a great place to work means different things. Mm. So for some people, it meant Friday afternoons off and, you know, a, a massage on Friday mornings. Sure. So, you know, <laughs> um, for I me, take that schedule. Right. right? <laughs> Uh, for me, it meant a place where you could come to work and feel valued, a place where you could come to work and feel respected, a place mm. where you can come to work and learn every day mm. and, and challenge yourself, where you can, you can nurture your curiosity, where you can you know, nurture and develop your life skills mm -hmm. and you know, do it in, in community with with your colleagues and your clients and your suppliers and 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 so sure. i've always thought about you know how do we create environments that that you know set up the conditions for that success so that we can mm -hmm. be our best selves and live our best lives mm -hmm. that is uh that's powerful and, and and frankly kind of you know goes with i'll, I'll say the subtitle that uh, you know, typically I say a lot, uh, just kind of a summary of my career, which is talking about driving change through people, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think that it, it's been something that I've had the the privilege to kind of, you know, work on and help organizations. But uh, I agree with you. Um, we need more leaders uh, to kind of take that perspective, um, you know, and really look to create environments where people can thrive. Um, and, and at least uh, feel comfortable to bring their authentic self, 
because one of the things I've said uh, actually on here uh, a few times, and I'll repeat it again, you know, um, for those who are listening, you know, your superpower is being yourself, right? There is literally out of these seven and a half billion people, uh, you know, in our world, there is only one you. Um, and, and make sure that you're continuing to, you know, learn, grow and improve that person um, because that is the real superpower that you bring to whatever organization you're starting or currently, you know, work in and support, uh, you know, from a growth perspective. So uh, that's a that's a really, really strong lesson. Um, thanks for that share, Eric. Well, what's so great about that, Donnie, is is that lesson that you just <laughs> articulated is one of the powerful lessons of history of the deepest you know wisest philosophical thinkers you know of the species when we look at the spiritual traditions or the philosophical traditions really where they where they anchor is mm -hmm. this idea of you know how do we you know how do we grow mm -hmm. as people and how do we express our our authentic selves in service yeah. of you know the, the life we want to live yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to pivot us just just a little bit, man, because I, I once again, just the uniqueness of, of you know, the person I uh, am learning you are um, as, as we think about that. And, you know, spirituality, philosophy, uh, mindfulness, well-being, even, um, you know, I, I happen to know that uh, you have a passion for <laughs> those things. Um, but can you can you can you touch on, I guess, uh, a little bit, um, you know, maybe mindful, um, you know, maybe some aspect of the company that you were building, you know, kind of focused on helping people, um, you know, just live uh, what, what I'll refer to as just kind of or, or improve their overall well-being you know, from a life perspective, because I, I find it to just be something that's, you know, really practical. And, and frankly, you know, the time that we're living in now, which I believe we're living through a black swan event, right? Um, I think it's more critical now than ever, um, you know, for people to really be focused on, you know, being mindful, um, their overall well-being, um, because I believe that it's kind of the foundation for them to show up as their authentic self. What are your thoughts? Right on. Yeah. Uh, well, so as you know, I chair the board of Mindful Magazine, mindful.org, mm -hmm. which is one of our companies, which I'm deeply, deeply passionate about. My passion actually began, you know, roll the clock back several decades ago, where I realized anxiety, mm. that stomach ache that was, you know, that very familiar stomach ache and, and sense of stress. That, that I carried around with me was was in fact anxiety. I didn't oh, wow. I didn't have that label at the time. Okay. I just thought it was always my normal, and I decided I was going to to try to learn more about it and hmm. do something about it. So that's when I started to read philosophy and and thinking that the you know some of the the great thinkers of of uh, of the ages might have something mm -hmm. to say about you know, life skills, which of course they do. <laughs> and that's what led to my interest in neuroscience to understand, you know, what about these, you know, um, philosophical ideas or the spiritual ideas uh, mm -hmm. work neurobiologically to improve mm -hmm. the sense of well-being and yep. what got me interested in meditation and mindfulness and well-being. Mm -hmm. When I partnered with uh, Nate Klemp and we wrote 
start here, master the lifelong habit of well-being. And we, you know, we're so, so lucky with that project. It became a New York Times bestseller and still, you know, still sells like crazy uh, because it is, it is a distillation of how do, how do we harness really the best ideas in the most efficient way to better, to better, you know, our own sense of self, sense sure. of you know well-being and yeah. at the core is is this idea of mindfulness of mm. presence of of um living in gratitude uh yeah. feeling and flowing compassion i mean these are you know these are new ideas and they're certainly mm-hmm. not you know ideas that are foreign to the spiritual traditions sure but we you know what is sort of new is that we can practice these things to mm. you know to have them you know, have them show up in a really powerful way in our own lives. Yeah. And oh, by the way, when, you know, when we start to relax and feel better, mm-hmm. we'll start to notice the effect that we can have on the people around us. Oh, and yeah. and our own, you know, translate this all the way back to success <clears throat> in the place. You, you know, it, it, there's a direct, a direct line between, yeah. you know, how, how we perform as you know as a person mm-hmm. and how our business performs and mm. you know how a collection of people are performing as as a group of people and how the yeah. overall business performs yeah yeah completely agree with that um i used to say you know when it when when you think about um you know kind of engagement right or or the emotional attachment that because that's how i define engagement the emotional attachment that an individual has to your organization or brand um the culture of your organization is really an amalgamation of each you know individual who's a who's a member of each department who's a member of you know the broader organization right um and so it's, it, it just aligns perfectly with what you just said that's just so well said no you're exactly right we actually have a chapter on engagement and so to okay. that, that point and by the way one of the conversations that you and i had where you introduced to me this concept of 168 mm-hmm. which is so so clever and so <laughs> powerful but to illuminate that we do have choice around how we spend our time and yeah um, and 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 yeah yeah absolutely absolutely well eric as as always um you know one i I am so grateful for the time that you know we we get to spend together uh I'm, i'm secretly trying to figure out how i can spend more of my 168 with you uh, or, or I guess at this point, it's the 1,200 hours uh, that are waking um, <laughs> across the year um, a little bit more. But um, as we're kind of winding down uh, our conversation today, you know, it, I'm, I'm thinking through um, and would love for you to just be able to chat a little bit more about um, your work at Abundant, um, you know, and one of the things that I'm interested in is, you know, you, you talked about, you know, the ability to, um, you know, kind of build companies in a way where, you know, they're profitable, but you're also doing well, right? Um, and, and, and I would love to hear a little bit more about, you know, how that kind of came up, um, you know, and how you all have been able to, you know, really stick to, you know, that as kind of a core value, um, you know, in a time where, 
Um, you know, at times people are building, say, you know, tech organizations, not necessarily from the perspective of doing well, but maybe more of a focus on disruption and then becoming a unicorn, right? Um, and, and that's a complete overgeneralization uh, of the tech industry in general. So let's, I, I want to be fair, um, you know, to that. But how have you all been able to just kind of stick uh, to uh, not only that value, but I know you have some other core values and, you know, remain focused on that. Well, Donnie, it's it's completely aligned with this conversation we've been having. So we set out 10 years ago when we created Abundant Venture Partners to, to create a firm that was in service of working to create the world in which we want to live. Anchored in the idea that you can do good and do well. Anchored in the idea that we need to be accountable to ourselves, to each other, to the world at large. You know, anchored in the idea that, you know, the way to a bigger slice of pie is to grow the, you know, the entire pie. And so we have, we've always invested in, you know, an outside amount of energy and resources in building culture and mm-hmm. building place where it's it's what we've been talking about where people can come to work every day and we work in healthcare and all things digital these are our yep. passions where they can come to work every day and and express curiosity you know show up in an accountable way accountable to you mm-hmm. know to themselves as we've talked um and uh, and grow and what we've learned is and we didn't actually we didn't think about this when we started the firm, but it makes complete sense in retrospect. I mean, all of that has become a competitive advantage because who yeah. doesn't want that? <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want that? It attracts the best yeah. people. And it's the holy grail. It's the holy it's, grail. It's the holy grail. <laughs> now, I will tell you, we still have work to do. We are mm-hmm. not getting it uh, right. We have, um, uh, we're not getting it completely right. I think we're getting it a lot right. But it's, um, you know, it's it's our work and yeah. we're we, you know, we're we're fired up about it. So we're not done. And uh, it's 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 really a, a remarkable place with incredible collection of uh, of people leaning in every day. Yeah. All, you know, on purpose and on mission and mm. that feeds me that just energizes me in the biggest way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think those last two things you said, just, you know, being able to do things on purpose and on mission, um, you know, once again, and it's it's semi cliche, but but definitely is kind of the holy grail that I'm sure, um, you know, even as we're seeing, you know, the number of generations and stuff in, you know, in the workforce at this time, I feel like across the past four or five generations, that's what people are consistently seeking. Right. When they're looking for uh, a company to work for, a place that they can be proud of, a place that they can come every day and, and still be energized, uh, et cetera. So uh, kudos to you all, um, you know, for for continuing to keep that front and center, uh, you know, for that. Uh, I've got to witness just a taste, uh, you know, of it during our times uh, in Chicago. But uh, definitely an organization I admire and and uh, something that I'll, I'll still be. Uh, watching and kind of cheering from the sidelines uh, as you all continue to build. Um, Eric, thank you, thank you, thank you. As we talk about gratitude, just want to be 
extremely uh, grateful uh, and thankful for your time today. Um, you know, excited to, you know, once again, uh, you know, just that you are in my circle um, and hopefully I can continue to add value uh, to what you're looking to do. Um, you know, thank you all for listening uh, to another episode of the Only Dream Bid podcast. Uh, we'll see you again next week. Thank you, Donnie. Thanks for doing this important work. That's all for today, folks. See you next time.